For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome into The Verge, a show which covers the Baltimore Orioles minor leagues. The Verge is part of BSL Radio. Baltimore Sports and Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations at the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. On Twitter. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since we discovered Spotify for Podcasters, we feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A lets us be more creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Welcome to On The Verge. This is Zach Spedden, joined as always by Bob Phelan and Nick Stevens. And we are happy tonight to welcome a special guest on our show. He's a left-handed pitcher and the Baltimore Orioles farm system, who was acquired last year from the Minnesota Twins as a trade deadline, and according to ESPN, is one of the top 100 prospects in all of minor league baseball. He is Cade Povitz. Cade, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you all doing? Good. Thank you uh, for joining us. And I just want to start off, you know, since the trade last summer, you've had to adjust to pitching in a new organization. Uh, how has your move into the Orioles system gone so far, and what are you still, what are you still learning? as your first camp with the team gets underway? Yeah, it's been going good. I mean, um, for the most part, the transition was pretty easy as far as um, pitching terms being mostly the same. Um, every, everything that we look at as far as analytics and stuff, um, which which made it easy. Um, I mean, there's there's always some new stuff to learn, a little some differences here and there. But um, overall, it's, it's been easy. Um, it's it's been nice getting the adjustment and then being in camp, um, coming to a two week like mini camp over the off season just to kind of get acclimated a little more and then um, continue talking to to some of the pitching coaches and um, coordinators um, and and just seeing their kind of foundation that they like to set for for everyone. Was there anything right after the trade you came over from the Twins organization? Was there anything about how the Orioles kind of work with their pitchers or just the player development process in general that kind of stood out to you initially? Yeah, I mean, they're definitely hands-on. Um, right away, we got in the, the coach's office and went over kind of uh, the specifics that they look at, um, the post-game reports, uh, how they run their pre-game reports. Um, and then for the most part, as far as last season, after the trade, it was really just kind of being myself as we both got to know each other. Um, 
but you know over the off season um just communicating kind of what they had seen um just from like bullpens and um different lab work stuff that we done um kind of getting on the same page as far as stuff that we saw stuff they saw and then cracking down on that and just communicating everything uh, we read numerous reports about how your velocity increased after you were drafted. When did the velocity uptick really start, and what allowed you to achieve and maintain that? And based on Twitter, we know it's not just bulk strength, right? It's mechanics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mechanics definitely play. I mean, it's it's weird because I went in the off season um, after college. I mean, I was still throwing bullpens um, a little bit. Uh, just to kind of stay in that ramp up stage in case I needed to throw for any scouts or anybody in particular. So I continued throwing. And then once I got to camp, they, um, after I got drafted, they kind of did um, like a little deload and then a re ramp up. Um, since I was the first year the draft had been pushed back. So it was kind of, there's a month or so in between when our season ended and um, when we actually got into draft camp. Um, but they built us up, and then it was pretty much right away. We were just working on some uh, load stuff, um, being able to sequence everything, get to that load more. And um, I mean, on top of that, on top of um, just doing some movement drills um, in the weight room, and then um, eating and, and eating the right stuff. Uh, just everything has kind of come together, and um, continuing to do that has, I think, played a big role in that. And is velocity, is that something that pitchers are just always going to try to improve over time? Or is there a certain point where you're happy with where you're at and you're just trying to maintain that? Yeah, I mean, if you ask anybody, I think they're going to say they want to throw harder. Um, I mean, I think it's it's always something that you're chasing because, I mean, the harder you throw, the, it, it, it makes your stuff play better. But at the same time, you don't want to lose a pitch or two because they're not moving the same um, because of that. So a little bit of both you're always chasing it but you're also always making sure your command stays there and, and you're able to throw all the pitches with the same shape if not better than than you have before you went on uh locked on orioles uh podcast host by connor newcomb last september and mentioned that the orioles didn't alter what you were doing too much in the immediate aftermath of the trade has that changed much since last season ended yeah a little bit um i mean it's still kind of in that area of they like where I'm at and so they're not going to change too much. Obviously, there's always rooms to, room, room of improvement, um, which we hammered away in the offseason. Um, you know, just just it, it gets to a point where it's just like minimal things, um, just trying to get a little bit more separation, um, work on the load a little more, uh, get better on the front leg. Um, and then pitch-wise, it was, it was mostly just hammering away at the changeup, um, and then working back into the cutter since I was I brought that back after the trade. It's it's prospectless season for, for the fans. Uh, I know some of you guys pay attention more than others to this stuff, but it, you were number 54 on ESPN's list written by Kylan McDaniel. Uh, were you surprised? Uh, loaded question there. Were you surprised to see yourself <laughs> on that top 100, so high on that top 100 list? And kind of between that and then being the centerpiece of – a really big trade, especially in the eyes of Orioles fans here. Does it add any pressure to yourself for this upcoming season? Yeah, I mean, I guess it was a little bit of surprise just being not on any of the other ones um, and then seeing that one being so high. 
um, which I mean, it's an honor, but it's also not something I look at or try and hold myself to just because that's not the end goal. The end goal is not to be a high number on a prospect list, you know, it's to make it to the league and, and stay there. Um, but I mean, it's definitely an honor. Um, does it add pressure? I mean, not really. I feel like, I feel like there's always people that are going to speak really high, highly of, of you and think like you're the best thing. And then there's also plenty of others that think you're the worst of everything. So, um, Really, I just I just like to look at the people that that don't think I'm gonna make it or, or don't think I'm that like um, just like when I was younger and try and just continue to prove them wrong and um, just try and prove to myself that that I can do this and, and yeah. Good answer. Uh, what would you consider your best off-speed pitch, and how would you describe each of their movement profiles? Like, how do you try to get those pitches to play off each other, and how's the changeup coming along too? Yeah, I mean, gosh, best one. I mean, I would say my cutter, um, but I mean, I I like my slider a lot too, my curveball, um, and then I got to see my changeup the other day um, in action, and it, it was right where we wanted it. You know, it had good arm side run, but it was also um, getting a good amount of depth as well, which is what we were really looking at. Um, and then the cutter, if you want to call it an off speed. Um, you know, I have some more on, arm side run uh, on my fastball, but then my cutter kind of plays a little bit more the other way um, and only a mile, mile or two off of my fastball. So um, playing those off each other is definitely huge because, you know, it's, it's going to mess with the hitter, keep, keep the ball off the barrel. Um, and, then, and then the curveball is, I mean, slow. Uh, I... I idolized Kershaw growing up, just being a left-hander. So, um, you know, I kind of, kind of want to act like I have his curveball. I mean, it's hard to match something like his, but um, a slow, loopy one like that, and then, um, you know, a slider that's going to have some weight bite to it um, to hopefully get some punch outs and you know keep the batter thinking. Yeah, a lot of options there, so that must help when you you're not feeling one pitch on a particular day. You can always go to another one, right? Yeah, you always got to find what's working for a certain day. How excited are you to be in big league camp this spring and have the opportunity to pitch in major league spring training game? Yeah, I mean, I'm fired up. It's it, it's a pretty special thing to be a part of, um, just being able to meet guys that have, have been around and have been doing this for so long and um, just to see how everybody else works um, and, you know, just kind of, get yourself acclimated to, to what it looks like, um, to hopefully be able to carry that on throughout the season and um, just for the future and, and kind of understand, you know, the, the importances of certain things and um, what guys are like at the big league level. We're getting to see a lot of those early camp videos. I think you and Drew Rom throwing some bullpens the other day. That was really cool to see. You've been in the organization a little bit longer now. Are any of your fellow uh, pitchers in this system that really impress you the most, guys that really stand out? Maybe some guys that you think are a little, maybe a little underrated? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I obviously got traded, um, and, and me and Chase McDermott were, were two that, uh, I mean, we roomed together uh, the first, first however long we were in Aberdeen, and then when we got moved up to Bowie, we – we're pretty much just together most of the time, um, being the two that got traded. And 
Um, you know, I, I've definitely been impressed from seeing his first start, um, just the way his stuff moves um, and, the, and the way he's able to, to control and, and get a rack up a bunch of punch outs. I'm not sure the number for sure, but I know last year um, he had a, a high K to uh, K per nine rating. And, um, you know, he's nasty, and I definitely think he's obviously up there. Um, and, and I'm excited to see and hopefully continue playing with him and, and see his stuff throughout a whole year. Yeah, I don't know how he gets his fastball to, like, rise at the very last second. A lot of hop on that thing. <laughs> it, yeah, um, and on the opposite end of the Orioles position player prospects, who would you least like to pitch against with the game on the line? And, and maybe you did it at one point before you got here. But uh, what do you think? I mean, last year, um, at least towards the end of the year, um, Connor Norby, it was just unbelievable to see him start off every single game. It was either a big hit double or it was a home run to start the game. Um, so, I mean, first start, as a starting pitcher, I, I would hate to, to walk up there and see him leading off and know that, especially with how hot he ended the year. Kind of veered down more towards uh, non-on-the-field-related questions, at least some of them. Uh, when you want to unwind and step away from baseball for a night, what's your go-to non-baseball activity? Go-to? I mean, there's a few. Um, I'm big into just kind of relaxing um, and just kind of hanging out in, in my room and or, or maybe outside sitting by the pool just getting some sun. Um, I'm also a big golfer. I like to golf a lot. Um, and I'm also a big movie watcher as well, so – um usually on an off day i'll get a movie or two in that's that's bob's area i don't know if you bob want to follow up with the, the movie questions there yeah uh well yeah what was your uh what some of your favorite movies from last year big back to the future fan that's that's probably my number one yeah can't go wrong there nice um yeah. i was gonna say, say just... you're not gonna you're not gonna sit down with uh, gunner henderson and colton kowser and put together some huge lego sets I might have to, maybe one day. Um, any controversial uh, food takes on your end? Anything crazy that people look at you kind of weird, but you're like, no, you, you got to try it to believe it? I don't know about trying to believe it. Um, I know I get some weird looks or questions. Throughout a game, I'm a big, like, in between innings, eating Skittles um, before the game, in between during the game, um, which is kind of – kind of like I guess a routine now for me um, I don't know if that's controversial but definitely get some questions sometimes I used to go with the Mike and Ikes on the bench but uh <laughs> was baseball always your dream as you were growing up or did you ever envision yourself in another career or was this it or was it golfing and then uh yeah I mean I, mean, I played basketball and football a little bit growing up um but yeah I mean my dad was a, a select ball coach growing up um, and coached high school as well. Um, and I was just around the game a lot. Um, I liked football, but never was into playing it as much. Um, and just, yeah, I think just being around the game of baseball um, pretty much my whole life, it's just kind of one of those things I always dreamed about um, working towards. So outside of baseball, what's your favorite sport and team to watch? I know you just mentioned you're a football fan. Yeah, uh, probably football. Um, I don't watch a ton of NFL. Um, I watch the Vikings a little bit. Um, but 
I was obviously a huge Nebraska fan. Um, football hasn't been too hot lately, but there's always hope each year. <laughs> Nebraska basketball just beat our Terps last night. so Yeah, I did see that. I was watching that game. <laughs> you can beat Purdue, but not Nebraska. <laughs> uh, what's been the biggest adjustment for you off the field, having grown up, gone to college in Nebraska, and now you're, you're an East Coast guy in the Orioles organization? Anything off the field that you've kind of – weather food anything like that you've had to adjust to i mean definitely always try to stay eating um for me especially <laughs> just trying to always pack on the calories um and make sure it's it's good not just junk food all the time um and also trying to find downtime just where i can get away from from baseball a little bit and um not always be even like just on my phone looking at video and stuff just setting that aside and um, whether it's talking to parents, friends, girlfriend, um, but just kind of getting away from the game for a little bit. Eat any good crab cakes yet? I have not, no. <laughs> That'll, that, you'll have to do that at some point while you're here. Um, and last thing I have is you recently asked for a walkout song. Uh, suggestions on Twitter, have you decided on anything or any good ideas so far? I haven't yet. Um, my walkout last year was Wolves by Kanye. Um, I've been slowly trying to go through um, what people have said, so we'll we'll see. It it might stay the same, or it might change to one of those. I'm trying to still trying to decide. Sounds good. So, Kay, before we wrap up, what are your big goals for this season? Looking ahead, it's going to be your first full season in the Orioles organization. What are going to be the big things that you're focusing on where you really want to get better? Yeah, I mean, overall, I'd say it's consistency. Um, you know, I think there's I would, there was a few times last year where I'd get streaky, where I'd, I'd put it together a few good starts and then, um, you know, have a rough one and, um, you know, work my way back up to it. Um, but I think overall it's just trying to stay consistent with, with what I'm doing, um, with my mechanics and not trying to overthink and, and look at other guys um, or look at other players and become someone I'm not. Um, just trying to stay true to myself. Um, Try and get better after each game, um, and then you know just hopefully try and keep moving up best I can. Majors in twenty twenty three. That's always the goal. Well, Kate, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, best of luck this season. We'll certainly be pulling for you here. Thank you. I appreciate y'all having me on. Thank you. That'll do it for this week's episode of On the Verge. Be sure to check out our Patreon page where you can help show your support for the show and get bonus content, including monthly top 50 updates to our prospect list and daily game recaps during the season and much, much more. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.